Welcome everybody to Live Sale Dies Day 3 coverage proudly brought to you by BNG and Predict Wind and today again I've got Andrew Brown to my far right and a very special guest this morning, Leslie Egnott, 1992 Olympic silver medalist in the 470 women's class, America's Cup, Helms woman, mother of a very famous young, young sailor as well at the moment. Welcome Leslie. Thank you, it's great to be here. Um, so yesterday I guess we, you know, it sounds a little bit like Groundhog Day, but a, a tough day for the Kiwi sailors again yesterday. Um, really tricky conditions out off Sagami Bay. Let's start with the laser class. Um, Leslie, you've been, uh, I know you've been watching this quite uh, avidly um, with the coverage. You know, yesterday we didn't see a lot of the laser racing at all on TV, but uh, poor old Sam Meach looks like he's put himself in a pretty tough position now. Yes, the laser class has had six races now and uh, they have a total of ten before they go through to the final so they're more than halfway through the regatta and unfortunately Sam just hasn't fired. He's really struggled with the wind shifts out there. Um, the wind has been offshore so really changeable and coming from one side to another and he's really, he's admitted he's had trouble mm. nailing it. Mm. Uh, really impressive performance so far by Pavlos Contitas from Cyprus. He is amazing. I'm 31 years old and he won his first medal in 2012 in London and that actually was the first medal yeah. that uh, Cyprus has ever won yeah. at the Olympics. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. And he's had a great regatta. He's uh, lying first overall and he's got quite a jump on the rest of the contenders ahead of Matthew Wern from Australia who has clawed his way back up through the fleet. Yeah, well, he, he's one we mentioned earlier on who was sort of back with Sam after that first day and, and was looked to be struggling a bit as well. And we know him and Sam have been training partners, but obviously something's, something's clicked right for him because he had a real solid day with a couple of seconds and a fourth yesterday to move right up there into contention. Yes, he sailed really well. And another one to come through the fleet is the famous Robert Scheidt from Brazil. Incredible, 48 years old, and he's managed to hang in there with these young sailors hiking really hard, and uh, he's worked his way up to third overall. Yeah, I think, I, I, I'm guessing you know a little bit, you know, the, the offshore, super shifty, tough conditions probably suits Robert, their experience. Certainly the Olympics is not going to phase him. He's been to about 15 of them, um, been that old. Uh, yeah, really, really cool. Um, fin fleet, so poor old uh, um, Josh Jr, again a tough start, 12 and a 10 brownie, day one, he obviously wouldn't be happy with that. No, it was um, actually quite disappointing to see because he is putting together such good race on the first beat of the first race, hanging in there with the top guys and coming across onto port towards the top mark and didn't see the Japanese guy who got quite a big lift on starboard and a wee port starboard and a sorry mate and started doing his turns and couldn't come back after that. Yeah I must say it seemed like a bit of a brain fade really didn't it? You know it wasn't exactly a, a wasn't a may I should I cross shouldn't I cross it was pretty clear I'm going to hit your midships and yeah. just sort of wasn't I guess being so shifty it was getting really light at the top mark there very heads out of the boat stuff and he must have just you know for some reason not seen him coming. Yeah, exactly. That's that's all I can put it down to too. I I can't think of any other excuse at all. You know, I just think 
he just just missed him. And I guess what's really uh, interesting in the Finn fleet, which has been a bit different than the other fleets so far, is the top three, Leslie, were top three in both races. Yeah, it's quite amazing. The boat from Turkey, he sailed really mm. well. Um, he, he, he's won both races yesterday in those tricky conditions, and he wasn't leading at the top mark each time. Yeah. He had to work his way through the fleet. So that's Alakin Kainar, I think that's how you pronounce yep. it. And then the sailor from Hungary, Zomber Beres, is that how you say uh, it? Beresic. Beresic, sorry, yeah. from Hungary. Two seconds. And um, the Spanish sailor had three thirds. Now this guy's amazing. He's the youngest sailor in the fleet and he sailed so consistently mm. to have two thirds in those conditions. Yeah, no, he's, he's the one we talked about earlier on in the week who is definitely a, a, the young up and comer in the well, you say up and comer, you got second at the last Gold Cup, but he's the young fella of the fleet. And an interesting fact on him, he is the current e-sailing world champion. So he, um, you know, he's quite diverse in his, in his yacht racing. Obviously got really good reactions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I guess we'll quickly touch on, uh, on that one, on the fin class there, Brownie is Giles Scott struggling back down a ninth of two ninth places so it obviously wasn't an easy day for the um, you know there's a lot of stars down the fleet right down there through to Josh. Yeah there is and um, as you bring up on our on our first video that the um, that the British have won every medal in the fin since 2000 this is the last fin regatta for the Olympics it's been booted out so there's nowhere for these uh, heavyweight male sailors to go now for their fin, for their fin careers or their Olympic careers, and um, yeah, it looks like Giles is really struggling. But let's see today in a bit more breeze and an onshore breeze. Yeah, great. Now uh, we had a couple of new New Zealand teams out there racing for the first time yesterday. With the 49er FXs with Molly Meach and Alex Maloney. And wow, it was such a promising start. First to the top mark in the first race. We're like, okay, here we go. They're into it. You know, it was a real shifty, puffy breeze filling in pretty solid around that first lap. They were still in the hunt there, sort of in that third, fourth, a few place changes. And then it all went horribly wrong down at that bottom mark. Leslie? Yes, uh, the, uh, Molly and Alex will be gutted with that. They were right up in contention to have a great mm. result. In fact, they were leading at the top mark and uh, they did a jibe that looked perhaps a bit rushed and in a big puff and they came up pretty hot and unfortunately ended up capsizing and they uh, ended up at, towards the back end of the fleet. So they'd be gutted with that. Mm. Yeah, and then, you know, you think, okay, it's only one race, you know, here we go, back into it. They, they were still right up there to that point. And then the next start, they just got, you know, their timing wrong completely. Um, and it's one of those ones where you, you're obviously sitting watching and I'm sure that the coach sitting back too would have been wondering what was going on. Nobody knew what was happening. They just started all by themselves a couple of lengths early and, and that's a U-flag OCS. Mm, it looks like a simple miscommunication mm. within the boat yeah. um, that that happened. But look, these girls, they're, they're very experienced campaigners. They're silver medalists from the last Olympics. They'll know what to do now. They'll, they'll know to just forget about yep. those races. And in fact, they did. In the next race, they came through and got fifth. So they, um, they know just to, to wipe the the heads clear of the mistakes mm. and just focus on the job at hand. I guess when we go back, when we go back to all the way back to 1992, Leslie, you started your Olympic with a with an OCS. Ouch, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that is just a mindset to just try and, I guess, using a, a rugby terminology from Steve Hansen, flush the toilet, 
move on and, and, and just looking ahead. Exactly. You've just got to take one race at a time and um, you do know that you can't afford to, to take major risks or make any major mistakes because you've already got your drop race. Yep. But um, nothing else changes. You just sail the way that you've practiced. And I guess one thing, Brownie, you know, they've, they've got uh, you know, one of New Zealand's best ever Olympic coaches in their team with Nathan Hanley, you know, who was the coach of Joe Alley and Polly Powery in London and Rio. And that was, you know, an incredible comeback from those girls in Rio from a really tough start with an OCS and a, and a DSQ in there to get themselves back up into the silver medal. So they've got someone in their corner who's experienced in that and will know exactly how to, how to deal with it. Oh, exactly. Um... Old Handles is the guy you want in your corner, he's solid, he's, he's tough, he's been through it all before, you know, what himself, Joe and Polly did the last Olympics was amazing and yeah, I wouldn't write off um, Molly or Alex just yet, it's just been the first day, they're very fast, they've got great experience behind them, they're experienced themselves and I yeah, let's see how today goes for them. Yeah, I think there were plenty of positive, positives out of their day, obviously leading to the top mark. They were in that top group looking for a solid race. The race that are, they were over, yes, they are over, but they cleared away and won that race solidly, fifth in the next race. So they've had, you know, they'll be confident they know what they're doing. Um, you know, talking about speed, though, there was an impressive performance by the English girls in those first two races, especially when the breeze was up. They looked incredibly quick. The British just thrived in those conditions. Mm. They, again, they weren't at first at the top mark each time, but no. they managed to claw their way through the fleet and um, the first two races they finished with first place and then the last race they finished sixth which is currently their drop race but I'm sure that will be yeah. a keeper further down the track uh, so that's a great result by them and then uh, the USA boat mm. did really well in those conditions as yep. well um, so they're lying second and then third the the gold medalists from last year from Brazil uh, they started off a bit rusty in the first race but they've come through and they're not too far off the pace at all so they're lying third overall no i think the brazilians i think that for me that was almost the i wrote next to them watch out mm. for them because they had a bad they had in their were their minds i bet you that was a pretty bad day for them yesterday you know they were they were right up there at the top of the first race dropped the in the jibe set at the top mark dropped their spinnaker sheet over the bow went from top top to 15th i think it was down the last run looked like they were having a little bit of uh you know, Latino flair coming out there at the finish, having a little yelling match at each other. Then got a penalty at the start of the second race, battled back impressively to get a fifth, mm. and then won the last race. So um, I'd be watching out for them for sure. Definitely, they'll be ones to watch. Mm. And then our, our last Kiwis in action yesterday with, a, with a, our, I guess, you know, everyone's favourites here in New Zealand at the moment, uh, Peter Burling and Blair Chook. Uh, only one race in the 29, in the sorry, in the 49er fleet. They got a tough start and just couldn't quite get back into it in those light, shifty conditions. No, um, it's quite amazing with the uh, South Africans, uh, young guys. They say that their uh, ultimate sailing heroes is Peter Burling, and they didn't give Peter Blair any room on the start. Held them out and um, actually did a really good job for themselves. You know, being. Uh, you know, Kiwi blooded and a Kiwi heart, you know, a bit hard to watch. And the boys still battle back okay and, and finish with a 12th long day for them. Um, they had an abandoned race before that where they were performing quite well, as was uh, Lena Takahashi Fry and Ibu from, from Japan. Um, they rounded the top mark in first just before it got abandoned. 
but yeah there's uh, plenty more racing today and and for today with the predict wind weather it's looking like it's going to be quite strong onshores today uh, all the models are lining up again starting off at midday at about 12 14 knots and then it's going to build to 18 to 20 knots but also the swells are going to get impressive today big waves big onshore breeze it is a gradient so there will be a few little shifts nothing like yesterday but it'll be all about boat speed keeping the mast pointing into the sky and sending it today. And these are the conditions that the teams have been training for, right? You know, they've been, you know, I know the New Zealand team spent a lot of time up the coast there at Tutakaka trying to get into the, the big swell and the onshore breeze. So this will be, uh, hopefully, suit, suit our team today. Yes, I think they'll really be looking forward to having more, more steady conditions mm. out there today. Um, they have been spending a lot of time at Tutakaka in those big waves with training groups here. Um, it's been great that they've brought younger sailors along uh, to, to start building the, the next yeah, wave exactly. coming through at Tutakaka. So it's actually worked quite well. Yeah. And I guess there's the, obviously we had the, the laser radial fleet yesterday that you know, we don't have any Kiwis in, but they were out there racing and another couple of races and the, the young Danish girl, Anne-Marie Rindholm, has consolidated her lead. She's got a 12-point lead now back to second and third over the, the Swede and the Dutch, but an interesting one there is Marit Bauermeister, who we've talked about in the past, had a tough first day with a 21 and a 14, but she's worked her way right up there into bronze medal uh, position now and uh, I think when the, if there's a bit more breezy stuff coming up you know they, they've got a day off today but the rest of the week looks like it's going to be a pretty nice breeze I think she's going to be a tough one for them to hold back I think so because right now the points are very close between second and, and sixth at least mm. but I think we'll see her work her way up um, through the fleet with her experience and her physicality, the way she sails the boat, it's quite spectacular. Yeah, and interesting to see the, the, the Scandinavians up there in the, in the laser radial fleet. Scandinavia seems to be dominating for whatever reason, Brownie. Scan Scandinavia, Northern Europe, maybe just with the year off. I think they've been spending a lot of time in, in Southern Europe um, all training together. So yep. yeah, it's quite amazing to see. And so, Brownie, you know, you, you've talked a bit about the, the wind and stuff today. You know, what, what, you know from, the, from the coaching and the analysis that, that, that the teams do and so forth, what are, what are the tools that, that they can use out there or, or pre-racing and, and onshore to help them? Yeah, so so um, going back and putting my coach hat on, these Olympics are a bit different for the coaches. You have to sit back in what's called the starting box, which is behind the start line. Um, you can't move around the course. But the other thing that's been used for the last four or five years building up to this is what's called uh, wing gear, which is with wind masts and, and recording stuff just to record the breeze, to record the averages. Again, at the Olympics, you're not allowed to use it, but our friends at B&G have been working really strongly with the Australian sailing team. And there's um, many different uh, models out there, but the B&G... Uh, wing gear seems to be really good and and it's a coaching tool that you can really use and and get really good analysis with the breeze and help the sailors when they when they think that the left may have been favored but you can actually prove to them that hey it was actually the right so yeah that's where our friends at bng really come into play with the olympic sailing 
Right, okay, so obviously after day three, we never thought we'd be sitting here saying that the New Zealand placings were 12, 13, 14, and 15. Um, plenty of room for improvement, but we're expecting some big things to move up. Today, we've got, you know, the laser fleet have a day off so Sam Beach can uh, clear his head a bit I guess and and carry on but we've got we've got the fins and the 49er FX and the and the 49ers out there again and we've got two other teams out there today for the first time we've got our 470 men Leslie Paul Snow Hansen and Dan Wilcox and we've got the NACRA with Mika Wilkinson and Erica Dawson so we'll be looking forward to them starting in that big swell, offshore breeze, perfect conditions for them I reckon. It's going to be quite exciting um, having the final two classes from New Zealand competing. Mm. They'll be itching, they'll be yeah. dying to get out there after having watched everyone yeah. else sail. Yeah, exactly. And um, Paul and Dan, you know, that they're the current European champions so they've had a good lead up coming to these Olympics so um, expect some good things from them. And Micah and Erica, uh, I think they've done well just to get to the start line, really. Yeah. Um, and good on them, and yeah. wish them the best of luck. Um, a lot of you might not know that Erica broke her leg about five weeks mm. ago, the bone in her leg, and um, she's been recovering, and they've made the start line, and, uh, and they're going to be competing, so that's just fantastic. Okay, so we are really looking forward to bringing you the review of today's racing tomorrow. Day four, it's going to be some good onshore breezy action with a couple of new Kiwi teams. Thanks again to BNG and Predict Win for helping bring this to you. See you all tomorrow.